0: Amen. All right. So thank you. Please turn to First Chronicles chapter 4. Got a few things, couple of things to talk about while you're returning. Grab a few of these, these beer guests and stick them anywhere you want that people can see them. And uh, invite, we have them back there on the back. We've got a winter version. We have a fall version still and uh, the fall version fits still now. And, uh, Please pass out quite a few of those, if you would. And then also this, this coming Saturday, we've made a flyer here. It's got some really good looking people in there and then I'm in there. So I don't know how that turned out. Okay, looks real good. There you go, look at that. Uh, we'd like to, y'all are supposed to photo that out, please. Next, next time you do this. We're having a, a meal among friends Right here at the church, we're going to serve barbecue and uh, homemade. The barbecue is going to be made by heavies. They're going to cook us a brisket. All right, we're having them cook, but then we're all, we're going to make our own fixings. And I know these folks, they know how to cook. And anybody wants to bring anything, you're welcome. See, I I stuck that in there. And, uh, but this is, this week, This upcoming Saturday at 11 o'clock right here. No churchy stuff. I mean, we we can talk about the Lord. It'd be foolish not to. But just to get to know one another, and you bring your family, you bring your friends, you bring anyone that, that might like to eat. Bring, bring anyone that might want to meet us. And it, that might be, a, hey, this might work out. So here, that's all this is. We're trying to meet people, but we're also trying to be a blessing. And those that uh, have come, all the visitors that have come over the last three months, we'd like to have them all back and get them in here. And uh, we just want people to feel like they belong. All right, so let's, let's have Sunday school. First Chronicles chapter 4. First Chronicles chapter 4. Now this is the giving the actual chronicles of the nation of Israel basically their history the lineage of all the tribes of Israel. And it's very detailed. It's it's it gives more detail than the book of numbers does. And uh, you know people don't like the genealogies much, but they're they're there to prove the lineage of faith. And that Jesus, even. He came from a pure lineage. And it's all proven throughout the scripture. So we're in First Chronicles chapter 4. And I want you to read verse, I'll start in verse 9. I'm just going to read two verses actually. And you probably heard this. We're going to talk about Jabez. But it says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Now, this is all that's said about this man, Jabez. Now, uh, I want to talk about this. There's a famous... They call it the prayer of Jabez. And we just read it, which is verse uh, verse 10, that uh, has been around, known well for a long, long time. Uh, We're just going to talk about him and understand it because it says he was more honorable than his brethren. Honor, a man of honor. But Jabez, you know, not much is known of him. He was from the tribe of Judah. We know that. Uh, it doesn't speak much of him even in the Chronicles except right here. And so what happened was about 25 years ago, the world came, people that didn't know a whole lot of biblical doctrine tried to hijack the prayer of Jabez and make it for them, okay? And so it was a, they they were way off. I mean, the principles are there and we'll look at them here in a minute. But I used to see people, they'd walk around with T-shirts on They'd either have the prayer of Jabez on it, which I'm not against that at all, but they would say things like, I'm highly favored. You know, I am highly favored. And, I, and, and we know what they're trying to say, but they were taught by their churches that they could have the blessings of Abraham, the physical blessings and wealth that God promised Abraham and his descendants. We don't get that promise. We get better, we get spiritual blessings. We get promised the, the, the true blessings of Abraham. We will look at that. I used to see it on shirts, they had it on signs, they had it on plaques, they had it everywhere. And I, you know, it's interesting to think that, uh, here's another one they'd say, I'm too blessed to be depressed. Y'all ever heard that one? Yeah, hey, you know, if, if, you know what though? If you get depressed and you start thinking, you can think your way out of that depression. Start thinking about how great God is. It'll pull you out of there. It really will. But everybody has suffers from a little depression here and there that's just living in this world. It'll take you down. Jesus said, sufficient today is the evil thereof. Take no thought of tomorrow. You got to do today right. uh, When tomorrow comes, we'll try to live tomorrow properly. But, uh, you know... the." Highly favored. Now, there's only one place in the Bible that talks about someone being highly favored, and that is Mary, the mother of Jesus. The angel came to her and said, thou art highly favored. Now, there's a lot of people that are well favored in the Bible. But highly favored is not for anybody but the woman who brought Jesus into the world. So, what do we know about Jabez? We know very little, but there's enough in two verses to keep you... Busy studying for a good long uh, long while. It says he was honorable. Honorable. More honorable than his brethren. Boy, uh, you know, it's, I always go back to, when somebody starts saying, you know, when you start saying so and so is a better man than me, and I know we're trying to be humble, and I'd say it, but shame on you. You can be a better man if you want to be, Oh, so-and-so, they're just a better Christian than I. Well, why is that? So-and-so is more honorable than I am. Well, what can't you increase your level of honor by hard work and by living before God righteously? This man was better than his brethren. Now, you know, think about that. He stood out. In the household above his family, more honorable than his brothers. So we talk about special honor. I have one man particular in my life. And if I start thinking honor, I immediately, I mean, he comes to me. And it's biased because he's my dad. But I can't ever see my dad, I can't remember my dad ever acting in a non-honorable way my whole life. I mean, he's been, he's an amazing man of honor. And he doesn't know so. He thinks he's not which is one of the reasons he's honorable. He's an amazing man. You know what that word honor means? He was more honorable. It means to be heavy, weighty, and uh, numerous. In other words, there's a lot of substance to this person. Very heavy in substance. In contrast to light, feathery, blow-with-the-wind type of person, can't trust them. And, And even actually, the contrast is few. Many versus few. There's just not much to certain people that you can talk about in a good sense. They're not weighty. They're not, you know, light and vain versus heavy and full of substance. Honorable. Abounding in good attributes. Not just a few. You know, oh, can you, you know, if you could think, all right, list the good attributes There are some good points about whoever, and you gotta really struggle to figure out which ones they are. Not an honorable man. You know, with an honorable man or woman, it's the opposite. You start listing and you go, boy, there's a lot to this. These people uh, are honorable. Honor to prevail. And like in his case, usually above others. Above others. Some men and women rise to honor. You know the line of the tribe of Judah had prevailed. Revelation chapter five teaches us. So Jabez's life was very weighty. He was a man of substance, uh, and, and what not just the, who he is in his happenings, his experiences. His character traits. You could use the term, he had a lot of exploits with his life. This man stood out. He's, he's mentioned by name in the Bible. Out of nowhere, too, by the way, in a lineage. So, he wasn't, what am I trying to say here? He wasn't a, a one hit wonder type of guy where he looked out and hit a home run. He closed his eyes and swung and hit the ball and it went over the net or the fence and everybody cheered and he got to run the bases. But he did, it wasn't, no. He was, uh, he, he rose to many great areas of greatness. You know, the Bible talks about another man named Daniel who had an excellent spirit. Basically, everything Daniel got involved in, he was good at because his spirit was excellent. In other words, there was just a lot of substance to this man. He wasn't a light and vain person like the Bible speaks of. You know, if you have a, a, a child, grandchild, you know, your, your kids, you sure don't want them running with vain men. They're not gonna pick up a lot of substance running with vain family, uh, even family, by the way, but friends, acquaintances, people at school who are vain and they're light, they have no substance to them. There's nothing there that makes the honor really show. Jabez's heart was right, his motive was right, He was honorable. He set his heart right, and some amazing things happened. So let's talk about this. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. The Lord gave us another really beautiful Sunday. We've had quite a few of them lately. Uh, It's really been good. Proverbs chapter 4. And what we're going to do is we're talking about how to be honorable. How to be honorable. Just going to run through these quickly, what the Bible teaches. Say, hey, I'd like to have honor. I'd like to be considered a man that is honorable. Well, here you go. Proverbs 4, verse 8. Wisdom, or let's look at verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. Well, that's the way to get promoted right there. Just exalt wisdom. Just realize wisdom's the principal thing. It's the only thing. If you grab a hold of wisdom and exalt her and make her top priority in your life, what does it say? She shall bring to thee honor when thou dost embrace her. You don't honor yourself. You don't even have to. You know, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be what? Like a tree. He's not making himself a tree planted by the rivers of water. He's just doing, he's promoting the Bible. He's promoting wisdom in his life. He's exalting her. Guess what? God planted him by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God makes it happen. If you promote wisdom, she promotes you. In this world, she rises you, and excuse me, raises you to great honor. Turn over to chapter 15. Wisdom, a seeker of wisdom. Bible says, seek her as hidden treasure. Boy, go out and find her. Don't stop till you get it, because it's the principal thing. And with all thy getting, get wisdom and understanding. So Proverbs 15, verse 33 says, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is what? Humility. You know, we think the opposite. We think I've got to beef myself up and puff myself up and push myself to the front to be honorable. The honorable judge so-and-so. Well, he more than likely he promoted himself, and he probably if he went and looked at his personal life, he's not that honorable. We're talking about where wisdom and God brings you to honor, and how does it do it? Humility, lowering yourself, putting yourself in your place, so other people don't need to. And, and God does not have to do this. Bible says, and this is a, in Proverbs twenty nine twenty three. Honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. If you just keep yourself humble, honor holds you up. You won't fall. You won't get caught making the, you know, we say the foolish mistakes. You won't be in a position where you have to be caught. Honor will keep you up. Keeps you there without a fall. Look at chapter 21. Someone be honorable. Well, wisdom. Ask God. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not. I need wisdom, Lord. I, I need it now today more than I've ever needed it in my life. And I need to be as humble. I will humble myself so God won't have to bring me down or abase me to get me where I'm... You know, the only reason we go through all the troubles of abasement is so God can get you on hum- uh, humble humility so you can get back on blessing ground because he can't bless you when you're proud. Can't do it. So in that case, his judgments and his corrections are a great blessing to us. They're getting us in a good position. Proverbs 21, verse 21. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. So here you find, boy, if you'll follow after righteousness and mercy, look what God promises you'll find at the end of the rainbow. Your treasure hunt will end with you hitting. Excuse me for saying so. The jackpot. What are you finding? Life, righteousness, and honor. Wow. You know, God says you'll find that if you'll live, if you'll pursue righteousness in your life. Just make all things right. All things according to the word of God. Look at chapter twenty-two and verse four. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches honor, and life. I wish we'd understand and really believe these things. Humility and the fear of the Lord. Look at the results you're going to get if you'll do it. Riches, honor, and life. God will give it to you. And it could, be, it could be material riches or spiritual blessings. We'll take the spiritual blessings every time. But God always gives us the extra bonus and blesses you financially. He always does, His people. We just don't seek it. We don't seek it. We seek him and his wisdom. How to be honorable? Wisdom, humility, righteousness, the fear of the Lord. Well, isn't that what he says here: by humility and the fear of the Lord, fearing God, will brings you to great honor. Read Psalm chapter one twenty eight someday, and what it does for the man who will fear the Lord. And evidences of a man who fears the Lord. It, it creeps all the way to your family. I said, creep's not a good word. It permeates all the way to your family. They bl- they're blessed because you are the man that feareth the Lord. I've always said, you get a man that fears God, you got about him about half fixed. <laughs> you know? What's wrong with that guy? Well, he's probably not fearing the Lord. If he'd fear the Lord, he'd shape up because he's afraid of God and he and, uh, reverences the Lord, not men. And so he'll, he'll, he'll live right. Turn over to chapter 31. Chapter 31. This is the virtuous woman. Virtuous woman, ladies. And look what it says in verse 25. One of the great verses. Strength and honor are her clothing. And she shall rejoice in time to come. Here's a woman of Virtue. So the fifth, the way to be honorable is to have virtue in your life, moral virtue, clean, pure living. God says you will you will be wearing honor like a garment. You people will see it. It's an amazing, amazing thing. So. Uh, Please, we're going to go back to Jabez here now. Now, obviously, he was more honorable because of these things, because the Bible just mentioned that. This is how you get your honor. All right. He, 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 was, he did all of these things. Turn back to 1 Chronicles. And what so he, he had wisdom, humility, he sought after righteousness and mercy. He feared the Lord, had much virtue, and my. God said, that's an honorable man. What, for the Lord to say that about you? Mm. If, if If we just get the Lord to say that. Okay, so let's look at him. Let's just do a breakdown on him real quick. We've only got just about 15 minutes left. Look what it says in verse nine. And Jabez, he's more honorable than his brethren. Well, shame on his brethren. His mother called his name Jabez saying, because I bear him... With sorrow, so if the first thing I see about him is he rose above his house. He rose above his own family. He stood out in his own household. Not to say that he didn't have some bad qualities. That's not. That's not what we're saying. Is there such a thing as a bad quality? It's like saying, "Hey." You've got good health. would well, not that like a double positive? Or say, you've got bad, poor health. Well, <laughs> then, you know. Anyway, I'm learning. You know what? His good far exceeded the bad. Far exceeded. You know, the weight. The, remember, he's weighty. His good. And, and, and this is the thing. If you live this life, You're not seeking the the good events and the great happenings and just all that takes place. God gives you those things. It just happens to people who are honorable. They don't seek it. The events and the results of his life are better than the average person because the average person usually ends up in a lot of trouble, a lot of arguing, a lot of failure and a lot of strife. Okay, so he had more strengths than weaknesses. He was honorable. Listen to this verse, Hebrews 3, verse 2 says, Moses was faithful in his house. Actually, it says Moses was faithful in all his house. Moses stood out. I don't know how he did it. He stood out even as a baby. They knew. His... His mom and dad saw him and said, this is a proper kid right here. And he's a baby. He's an infant. He is honorable. He's, actually, the Bible calls him a goodly child. This one here stands out above others as a baby. How amazing is that? He stood out. He rose above his older brother, Aaron. We know that for a fact. He rose above everyone in the tribe of Levi. And how did he do it? He, he served his own household according to the word of God, the will of God. He was a servant, not a king, a servant. Bible says Jesus was faithful as a son over his house. Faithful as a son and exceeds us in every way. You know, we're part of the household of God, a household of faith. Jesus is the son rises above us all, you know, Far outshines the rest of us. But he's not ashamed to call us brethren. In his honor, how wonderful his honor is. So, uh, most of the time, you find one in a household that'll stand, step up and stand out above the rest. Uh, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So, number one, he rose above his house and over uh, his brethren. Number two, it looks like, it seems that his mother, well, it, so, it does say it, his mother bore him in sorrow. She was going through something. She was really struggling when she had him. And she gave birth to him. Either her life was at a very low point and she bare him, says she bare him with sorrow. She had great sorrow or she had a very hard birth with him. We don't know. You know the word Jabez means cause of pain? And I doubt he caused her pain running with the wrong crowd or being a loafer and doing nothing right. At home. I mean, he, no, that's not. He caught, the pain came in a different way for her. She was suffering physically or she was suffering circumstantially when she had him. It says in Genesis 3.16, the, the great curse. But it's actually a blessing. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conceptions, what he told Eve. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. I think about that verse all the time and how interesting that is. And how does that affect the the mother of Jabez? You know, there's a story in Genesis 35. Rachel is having a child. She's She's having a hard delivery. God spoke to her through a prophet and said, you're going to have this son, but you're not going to make it through the birthing. And she knew, so she was told, you're going to die, he's going to live. She called him Benoni, son of my sorrow. You brought me sorrow. And his father changed the name to Benjamin, son of my right hand. This was Jacob had him and said, he's my youngest son, He's going to be the 12th of 12 sons, and he's the son of my right hand. Obviously, something happened. You know, I found this out. Anytime a woman struggles in life or struggles to have children or in the having thereof, there's some special things that are going to happen. It's God's way. It's all throughout the Bible. Uh, Jacob had a special affinity for, for his son, Benjamin, over all the others. I mean, Joseph and Benjamin. I mean, he wouldn't even let Benjamin get out of his sight. The Bible says his soul was bound with the child. He was bound up. He could not let him go. This was the son of his departed love love of his life, Rachel. I mean, she, but the, the thing is, Jabez was birthed, has this name, son of my pain. And he grew up and was honorable above all of his brethren. So maybe he just came at, at a time of sorrow. Maybe he came from way behind. Who don't know? We, something's wrong there. But he became a very honorable man as a result of a very humble beginning. And maybe a tragic beginning. The loss of his mother. You know, I'd just like to ask us here. I've got a few men. Why wouldn't we want to be honorable? Why would you want to be known as an un, dishonorable man? and get a dishonorable discharge. Why would you want that? Why wouldn't you want to be known as that man is dependable? That man is honorable. She is a virtuous woman. One I can trust. One I can follow. One who follows God. One who knows that his times are in his hand. And many things happen. You know, an honorable man has much take place in their life that's worth talking about. The dishonorable man, it's all gossip and news, bad news coming, did you hear what they did this time? Did you hear what happened to them this time? It's horrible, did you hear it? Not the honorable man, the honorable man is, did you hear what God did in them lately? He's honorable. You know, why settle, uh, this is sports season, for being a bench warmer. Why would you settle for, I mean, think about this. Uh, you know, I, I, I used, when I was a little boy, I didn't know. I, I, I'd go to Little League football or baseball practice and, I, and, and the games, and there was always kids who didn't even care, or didn't even try. They were very dishonorable, and they brought no honor to the team. And we'd usually lose, because, you know, they get up, easy out, easy out, yeah. And we have to work through this guy because he's gonna strike out playing T-ball. <laughs> anyway. You know, It's the kind of guy, hey, you're you're up. Doesn't have his bat. <laughs> hey, you're out, go out to always in Little League, it's go all the way out to center field. He doesn't even can't find his glove because he had, you know, he's thinking about. The snow cone he's going to get at the end of the game. You know, that guy's not hitting the walk-off home run. Mm -mm. You know, he's not proving himself honorable by giving it all he's got. I'm just trying to have a little fun here. You know, think about Jabez, though. He came from very hard, difficult beginnings to great things and a great, notable life to where we talk about him even today, and he was honorable. Now, he didn't let the circumstances of life stop him from being an honorable man. So real quick, let's look at his prayer. And we'll be done. His prayer, his honor, this is this is, this really to me reveals why he's honorable. The things he prayed. And God said, I'm giving it to you. Boy, wouldn't that be amazing? You, you pray for something and God gives you what you ask for. You ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. He desired blessing. He desired enlargement. He desired God's prom, uh, presence and he desired protection. That's what he did. He called on God. You know, he called on God out of a strong, it, almost entering into a covenant with God over this and an oath, a binding oath. I'm calling on the Lord and I'm asking you to do these things and give these things and grant these things for me. He didn't try to get them himself, he's honorable. God's going to do it. He trusted God and knew how to get God to act in his behalf, and God answered his prayer. So I think for Christians, you can learn some things. First of all, people, Gentile people, we're not Jews, call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Romans 10, 13 says, whosoever shall call. You've got to call on him. You're entering into a covenant with Him. You're becoming a partaker of the new covenant, the New Testament, the blood of Jesus Christ. You've entered into a covenant with your God and you took Christ as your Savior and your Lord. And you you know what? He'll answer that prayer. He'll answer that prayer. You should think about this now. You should want God's blessing on your life. I don't think that's a, a... I think people who don't want it, they're not honorable. You should want it. You should ask him for it. Now, he'll bless you in the way he chooses to bless you, obviously. But see, it comes from the hand of the Lord. You should desire his blessing, not material blessings, mm -mm, not money, not fame, nothing like that. All spiritual blessings, the things that matter most. You should ask God for these things. What is it? Love, joy, peace, temperance, purpose, heavenly mind, and focus. A real reason to live, which is Christ himself. You should desire the blessing of God on your life. Ask him to bless you. You have not because you ask not. Enlargement. You should ask God for enlargement. To grow. This is what he wanted. He said, It says right here that thou wouldst bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. Enlarge my coast, Lord. Open it up. I don't, I'm, not, I'm claustrophobic. I need, I need a wide open land here. I need a wide open life where I can live for God freely. Open it up, Lord, and grow me spiritually. You know, according to 2 Corinthians 6... Verse 11 through 13, it's very evident by living a separated life. If you separate from all things wrong in the world, God says he will enlarge your heart. He will enlarge you. It's a wonderful thing. I've always taken it this way. I ask God for spiritual enlargement. He always takes care of the physical. For me, I don't need to waste too much time worrying about my physical blessings. I'm, I want to I be honorable. All right? I want to, okay, and then protection from evil. He said, If thou wouldst keep me from evil. Do you pray that? Didn't, didn't Jesus tell us to do that? Deliver us from evil and lead us not into temptation? Lord. You know, a lot of times we're not honorable. See, we don't trust him for that. We don't ask him for that. We don't call on him for that. And then we don't get the answer that we ought to get. So you're going to have to go through some temptation and some possible evil that you wouldn't have had to go through had you called on the Lord to do it. God granted that request. What, you know, they write songs about this verse. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, that thine hand might be with me, that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it might not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Boy, getting an answer to prayer on something like this. Didn't Jesus say, and I, I'm done with this, you pray in my will, it shall be done. If you pray according to the will of God, it, it'll get, it'll happen. These are, all prayer. These are all requests according to the will of God. His life was enlarged, opened up. He wasn't closed in. He was free from sin and encumbrance. He didn't, he didn't get encumbered in life all the time. And life was big. Life was blessed. Life was beautiful. I love what Jacob said. Yeah, Jacob said, uh, no, Isaac. Said this about his son Jacob. I put the blessing of God on my son and he shall be blessed. What a statement. He will be blessed. Don't you want God to say that about you? Well, be honorable. Be more honorable than your brethren. Be more honorable than your house by being humble and letting God be God in your life. But boy, get a hold of him and call on God. You know, he says, prove ye me. Prove ye me. Command ye me. God wants us to prove the, the, the scriptures to be true in our life. Grab a hold of that. Let's pray. Father, as we end the lesson, I ask that we could learn from Jabez. Help us to be honorable. Just to seek it. Be humble before our God and to fear you. Please bless us. I pray that you'd answer those prayers for thy people and grow us in grace. We ask that you'd bless the day that's ahead of us. We will live it according to the will of God. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.